Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hello, hello, I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. I'm very excited to chat with you today about this, what I consider to be a brilliant idea I had to get my kids motivated to sit down for dinner. I know I'm not the only one that feels this pain. Getting everyone to the table is so tough. And I came up with this really fun idea that my kids are excited about, I'm excited about, and I can't wait to tell you about it. But first, let's jump into three simple recipes you could potentially throw on your meal plan this week to make mealtime feel a bit more manageable. Now, the first recipe, ooh, buckle up. These are a new favorite for us. Cheesy chicken skillet enchiladas. I added the cheesy in front of the title to make it more appealing to my 10-year-old. <laughs> There's cheese. There's not tons of cheese, but there is some cheese in this. But this is, I love an enchilada. And I actually have another skillet enchilada recipe on my website that's really delicious. But this is an even easier version than that. It's a recipe club recipe for October, and it is so quick to come together. You literally, rather than rolling the enchilada mixture up in your tortillas and baking them, you actually cut the tortilla strips. You cut them into like, you know, um, one by three inch strips, and that goes on top of the skillet and you bake it as is, and then you scoop it out. It's like the perfect skillet meal. So, so delicious. My kids cannot get enough. I can't get enough. It comes together so quickly, and this can 100% be a pantry meal for you. As long as you can have chicken in some capacity. I used a rotisserie chicken for this recipe because it was just so simple, but this is like knockdown drag out delicious. It is so good. It's what we had instead of Taco Tuesday. And um, Mexican food's like always a hit for my family anyways, but this one was particularly fantastic. So make sure you check that out if you're a member of Recipe Club. If not, we'd love to have you. Recipe Club is where I share five new recipes every month that have been voted on by club members. So I am developing the recipes you want and need. All of them are quick and simple and ideal for busy family life. All right, the next recipe, one pot pumpkin chili. And if you have been following me for a while, this is one of those recipes that people rave about. It's one of my most popular recipes. It's delicious. I always move it into the regular rotation about October through February because my kids love it so much. Now, I don't want, I like hesitated putting pumpkin in the title because if you were to taste this chili, you would not taste it and be like, oh, that's pumpkin chili. You can't even taste, like the pumpkin flavor is so muted, but it's the texture of the canned pumpkin and what it does to the chili. It makes it so hearty. It gives the chili itself such great body and delicious flavor. So if I were to enter a chili cook-off this fall, no question, no question, this is the chili recipe I would bring. So 
I really love it. I'm so excited. I'm going to double up the batch and freeze some so that we've got it on hand. Um, and then I always do it with cornbread. So we're having pumpkin chili with cornbread and I can hardly wait. I am so excited. It's definitely one of those signature fall family recipes for us. And then finally, a really simple five ingredient recipe, my maple mustard salmon. I make it on a sheet pan, comes together so quickly. Salmon was, I found some really good deal at the store this week. And so I pulled that into the meal plan and I knew that I would just do this maple mustard salmon, honey, Dijon mustard. I like the stone ground Dijon mustard. So it's got kind of some texture to it that goes over the top. You add some veggies to the sheet pan. It's really simple. And you can find this recipe on Instagram in one of my reels. It's in my five ingredient highlight, like could not be easier. And it is like foolproof and so delicious. So that's what our lineup looks like this week. These delicious cheesy chicken skillet enchiladas, the one pot pumpkin chili and cornbread, and the five ingredient maple mustard salmon. Hopefully that gives you some great ideas. If you still feel like you are struggling where maybe you feel like you're making the same meals over and over again and you just need some inspiration, but every time you go to Pinterest, you feel completely overwhelmed by how many options there are, Recipe Club is a great option. It's only five new recipes every month. If you join, you do get access to the entire library, but it's organized in a way that it's meant to not overwhelm you. And every single recipe is a weeknight recipe. So while I love a dessert and I love a breakfast recipe, what you get in Recipe Club is solutions to weeknight dinner. And I'm very specific about that because I know how valuable your time is and I know how easy it is to feel overwhelmed as a mom. So I want you to know exactly what you're getting when you come. It's never going to be a site that has 50,000 recipes. I am, in the, I am in the business of giving you exactly what you need to make your life easier. So join us at Recipe Club. It is my best recipes are there and I have such a blast in that community. Um, all right. I can't wait to tell you guys about this project. We are calling it Dinners to Disney. So a few weeks ago, I celebrated my birthday. It was a great day where I did many normal birthday things like blow out candles, eat cake, cupcakes, go out to dinner with my kids. And I got a whole bunch of homemade birthday cards, which was the best part. But as we sat around the table eating cake at the end of the day, my oldest son, Ollie, asked me, Mom, what do you really want for your birthday? And I told him what I really wanted was I wanted to start regularly having dinner as a family. And it's not that it's irregular now, but it is a bit more sporadic, especially as we figure out sports life with kids who are involved in multiple activities after school. And last week's episode was all about why family dinner is important to me and why I think about it. But honestly, it feels more important than ever before. Our best weeks as a family are the weeks where we're able to gather around the table a few times a week. It makes a significant difference and it is so fascinating to me. I feel so fulfilled as a mother when my people are in one place and we are stopping even for just a few minutes during the busy day to be together as a unit. So it's important to me. And I thought, how can I get my kids on board? I am going to make a game of this. I love games. So I told my kids that if we could have 50 family dinners at home, we'd spend the day at Disneyland. 
And we live close enough that Disneyland's not that far. My kids, 10, 5, and 2. I mean, Disneyland is like the holy grail right now. And they love it. They love it. And so needless to say, they were very excited about this idea. And if I'm being honest, I had already kind of done the math to figure out that this would put a Disney visit right around my daughter Nora's sixth birthday. <laughs> but don't tell them that. i like, oh, we can two for one here. But we had to create some boundaries, right? So what actually counts as a family dinner? And so we as a family decided together that this is what would have to happen in order for it to count as one of our 50 dinners working towards Disneyland. And I created like a very simple chart. I got these stickers off of Etsy that were dinner plates. Totally not necessary, but I could not help myself. And we created this chart of 50 circles. And each time we have a successful family dinner, it's usually my five-year-old who wants to put the sticker on the circle. So these are the things that are required in order for it to count as a family dinner. We have to sit at the table together for at least 10 minutes. And I even put a timer on <laughs> because remember, this is a game. We're making this fun. It's all part of something that we're earning together as a family. We always have to start with a prayer and whether that's grace or a statement of gratitude, I just think it's good to stop and think of the things you're grateful for as a family. And in our family that rotates. So someone different has to say it. And I'm telling you, it's great. When nobody wants to say the prayer, I say, okay, do you guys want this to count towards Disney? And someone all of a sudden wants to say the prayer. Um, everybody shares their sweet and sour. So in our family, we call it sweet and sour. I know other families call it rose and thorn, high and low. Um, but the idea is that you share something that was great about your day and something that was challenging about your day. And what I like about this is that to me, as a mother, it's normalizing the fact that we're going to have good days and bad days. And Every day there's going to be highs and lows. And I think it's important for my kids to also hear from me and my husband that we have highs and lows in our days as well. And it's amazing how much I hear about things that I probably would never heard about when it comes to those highs and lows that they share. So that has been really fun. So we call it sweet and sour. And um, it's it's been a really good ritual for us to establish at our table. Now, if you don't have picky kids, you might not have to deal with this, but this is something we're dealing with, especially with my five-year-old Nora right now, is everyone has to take a no thank you bite of what's on their plate. We call it a no thank you bite. There are other people who call it other things. I heard one mom say, you have to take as many bites as how old you are. So if you four, you have to take four bites, but I just want them to try the food. They don't have to like it. I know that they're going to have to be exposed to new foods many, many times before they're on board but I do want them to try it. And this seems like a really fun way to, to do that. So this is mostly for Nora because Ollie, my 10-year-old, who definitely went through a couple of years of being very selective about what he would and wouldn't eat, um, now he'll eat anything. And it's so fun. He's like this budding food critic. And for the recipe club recipes that I develop, he's always giving me a star rating saying, ah, oh, it's a seven out of 10. What if you did this? Or 10 out of 10 or two out of 10. I hated it. And so it's been fun to get him in on that. So Ollie will eat most things. Nora is so tough right now. She really is very particular. And then Penny, who's two, she has been 
without eating her siblings for the past year, although it's just beginning to start. She's so cute. She doesn't say that many words, but she'll say, ooh, <laughs> when she sees something that she doesn't want to try. So obviously, I only have so much control over a two-year-old, so Penny's just along for the ride. Um, but this has been really successful a successful way to get Nora to try some new things. The other thing I'll do is if um, Nora is very feminine and very girly, and if she's really resistant to trying something, I'll say, okay, if it's not a no thank you bite, you have to give it a kiss. <laughs> just give it a kiss. <laughs> and that at least gets it up to her mouth. And, and we're just doing our best. And for anyone who's listening that I don't love the phrase picky eaters, and I understand that, if we label a kid a picky eater, then there's consequences that come with that. I use the phrase in when I talk about my recipe club recipes and when we chat here in the podcast just because everyone knows what it means, right? Um, but I don't try and – I don't tell Nora she's a picky eater and I really try to be careful about how I use that term around the family. But I just, for anyone who's dealing with that and really frustrated by that, First things first, if you're really concerned, you should always talk to your pediatrician. And I certainly did with Oliver because um, some of you know, Ollie was born at 28 weeks, uh, just a two pounder. And so for the first couple of years, we were always trying to put weight on him. To be honest, we're still trying to put weight on him. But I was really concerned about his caloric intake every day. And um, so when he started to develop some particular opinions about food and started eating less, I went to his pediatrician and she gave me just great advice. Just continue to offer it. Don't make it a big deal when he doesn't eat it. Make sure you have a very clear expectation of what is offered for him to eat should he not eat it. And it needs to be something healthy and nutritious that he, he already likes. And so we have, um, we actually have a bin in our fridge, um, the healthy snack bin, we call it the kid bin, and it's got apples, baby carrots, yogurt. And if someone decides that they don't like their dinner after they've had their no thank you bite and they're still hungry, they can get something out of the kid bin. And that's work for us because I don't want anyone to go to bed hungry. Um, but I also, you know, don't want them to think that they can go have you know, fruit snacks for dinner <laughs> if they're not going to eat their actual dinner. So um, anyways, that's something that is part of the family agreement for dinners to Disney. Everyone has to take a no thank you bite of what's on their plate. And then for my kids and their ages, dishes from the table to the sink. So I want them taking as soon as they finish their cup their fork, their plate or bowl and taking it to the sink, rinsing it and putting it on the other side of the sink. I don't let them um, load the dishwasher yet because I am crazy about how the dishwasher is loaded. I need to work on that. I really need to work on that, but I like it done a certain way. Uh, anyways, and that's it. So it's those five things that are required in order for us to count one dinner towards our 50 to get to Disneyland. So we have to sit at the table together for at least 10 minutes. We have to start with a prayer. Everybody needs to share a sweet and sour or a high and a low. And everyone has to take a no thank you bite of what's on their plate. Then those dishes need to go from the table to the sink rinsed and ready for the dishwasher. I think it's entirely fair. My kids were a little resistant, but ultimately totally on board. And like I said, it's perfect because it totally aligns with Nora's sixth birthday. So I know we can do it. it. 
we have more than 50 days until her birthday. So it gives us some buffers, right? Um, and look, even if we are at a park, we could do this, right? We could essentially sit on a picnic blanket at a park and do all of these things and still have it count. So um, even if we were like on a road trip and my kids wanted to have something count and we had to pull through a drive-thru and get food, as long as we had a prayer, statement of gratitude in the car, everyone shared a high and a low, everyone ate their food, and maybe instead of taking the dish from the table to the sink, they, you know, disposed of their garbage properly out of the car, we would count that. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be reasonable because like I talked about last week, I don't care nearly as much about what food is being consumed at the table as I do about the fact that we're at the table together. Now, the food is still important to me, and it's important to me as a mom to, to provide a balanced meal for my kids. But ultimately, I think the emotional health of my kids is every bit as important as the physical health of my kids. And I think that gathering together regularly as a family and putting a stake in the ground that this family dinner table is a safe space in our home. And this is a place where we come regularly to connect with one another. I think that is every bit as important as putting a healthy meal in front of my kids regularly from a nutritious standpoint. So for me, family dinner is not only about the nutritious health, but it's also about the emotional and the mental health and well-being of my kids. And that, once again, is why it's important to me. There is so much we do not have control over as parents, as we're raising kids. And one thing I can control is this tradition or this ritual of coming together as a family, even if it's just once a week, starting with once a week and building up from there, I think we'll have massive benefits in the long run. All right, you guys, there you have it. Dinners to Disney. Let me know if you decide to do something similar with your family. And um, I'd love to share about it on, on Instagram. If you are still looking for more recipe ideas, if that's where you feel like you're getting stuck, check out Recipe Club. It is awesome. I love it so much. It's helped me personally to just feel inspired and not as if I'm making the same recipes over and over again. And we have an awesome community in Recipe Club. Uh, I can't wait to chat with you next week. Thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me when you take time to rate and review the podcast. It helps other people who are looking for resources to help them get to the table. And um, it would just mean a lot. So have a wonderful week and we'll talk in a bit.